0: Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. Well, Heidi, I'm very excited because uh, we connect with a lot of countries and it's wonderful to connect with someone in Australia who has taken their loss and gone on to do amazing things with it. We'll be talking about the whole experience today.
1: We will, Mom, and we're going to, ta- our, our topic today is called Fly High, Billy, and uh, our guest today, like you said, is from Australia, and she's calling in from Australia, and her name is Danny Mason Kinder, and she is a professional photographer and lives in Australia currently, and in 2016, unfortunately, her youngest daughter, Billy, was killed in a horse accident. Um, she has since gone on to write a book called Hope which is a kind of it's Billy's poems, stories and artwork and it's an inspirational book and she is also an open to hope writer so she's going to talk to us today about how she keeps Billy's memory alive and how she's holding hope for others welcome to the show Danny. thank you good morning or oh, good afternoon there <laughs> yeah.
0: it's wonderful to have you on today and we appreciate it so much and I love that picture on the right hand side oh my gosh how beautiful I assume that's Billy
2: that's Billy. Yes, it is. Uh,
0: yeah, on her horse. I was looking at her in the uh, YouTube online that you have, where she's riding, and how beautiful, and how beautifully she sits the horse, and uh, what a fantastic young woman she is. And I know she was a champion, right? She was. She
2: was. She was a champion at state and national levels. Um, I, I think. I think through the whole process, this is the one thing that doesn't make any sense. And I know that some people think, "Oh." Well, Billy was only twelve, and you know horses are dangerous and they're flight animals, which is all very true. Um, but if you knew Billy, she really was, she was just the most incredible rider and horsewoman. And again, only twelve, um, mm-hmm. but she just had a way with horses. She was um, a, a national champion, and even the, the top people in Australia, you know, would term her as one of our best young riders. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it, it you know she wasn't a, a young girl. You know, out west, that didn't know much about horses. That was playing around, and and something happened. So,
1: right.
2: it, it's very cruel in in the way that it happened. It was her passion. It was her life, and you know, everyone thought she was going to go on to do some really big things. So, mm-hmm. and her pony um, is is the one in the photo. Is just you know it was delightful, the quietest, calmest horse in the world. So, when people say it was was a freak accident and it was just something that happened, that's exactly, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's incomprehensible, yes.
0: Yeah, it, it's, uh, you just can't understand it. And and there's really, I think at first we ask why and all that kind of thing. But eventually I think, you know, it just happens and we miss them.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'll ever stop asking why. And, you know, your head goes round and round and round in circles, but you're right. There's, there's no answers. And, yeah, you just got to hope that there's something bigger that we don't get yet. That's all I, I think.
0: You know, uh, you were, t- Heidi and I were talking a little bit earlier about the fact that you're obviously a wonderful photographer, you've got, and I think there are Billy's works on the right, and we'll be talking about those, but um, you've been behind the camera, and it's uh, people I've talked to who are photographers watch, they're watchers, they observe, and suddenly you're almost in front of it, right? Um- and that's never happened to me.
2: And, you know, and the reason I'm behind the camera is because I hate being in front of the camera.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: you know, that's got me to the stage now where, you know, I have millions of photographs of Billy, um, but they're all Billy with um, her sister, Charlie, and her dad and, and the rest of my family. And, and there's very few with me in it. Um, and mm-hmm. so that for me is quite a, a big thing now. You know, I realized that I wish I had, you know, let someone take the camera and take the photos. and. So now I'm trying to, um, I do a lot of work for a place called Bear Cottage, which is a palliative care, um, home for um, children. And um, I've started taking photos of, you know, families and, and mums and, and children. And I think for me now, if that's something I can do and give back um, and maybe start some end of life photography, it, it, I realize the importance of those memories and those photos now as well.
1: So, so Danny, in doing that, is it, is it part of your journey towards healing? Into, in, in giving back to others and being of service in this way?
2: I I don't know if, I don't know if it's healing, but what it is, is um, it makes me feel like I can actually do something worthwhile. And I think my life has changed so much and so drastically that it's not life as I knew it anymore. And mm-hmm. I can't, I can't do the normal. I, I don't want to do the normal. I don't want to just keep going. You know, I don't want to sort of have, had Billy for 12 years and then she dies and then two years later you start doing what you were doing before. I I don't want to do that. So for me, this is now a journey of um, compassion for others. If if I can't give back to them and I can't at least realise I've given them something that they couldn't possibly have had, it doesn't make any sense to me. And yes, when I'm doing it, um, I, I get a sense of purpose. It's the first time I've had a sense of something since i lost billy. and
0: find some meaning mm-hmm. two years is a is a very short time in the the grief and loss world yeah it's a long time for you to be away from her but it's a short time in terms of the whole things do get better and better now tell us about those lovely pictures on the side they were done by billy on your right hand side the little umbrella and all that
2: yes this uh these are um uh, we've just got as well as um well when, when billy Billy died. Um, Billy had just been given a scholarship to high school um, based on her writing ability, yeah. and she was um, an incessant reader. She read all the time, and she wrote. She used to just go away and scribble things down and write things. And again, even though she was only twelve, she was so compassionate and so empathetic for one so young. And I never realised at the time um, that that she was special. I guess. Um, and I remember when. You know, um, a little while after she died, we found a lot of her poems. I had a lot of them obviously in a folder, her work folder, but we found stories and and writings and and I remember Charlie, my other daughter, who's now seventeen, she came to me and she said, You know what, Mum? If I died, she said, the only thing you'd find under my bed is chocolate wrappers. (laughs) And we laughed, and it's so true. And what I've learned now since Billy is actually that's really normal, um, and that's normal behaviour. And what I didn't realise is that maybe Billy wasn't quite normal, um, and she did have something about her. She she was a religious child, which we weren't. Um, she believed, and she she read. You know, between reading books and writing, she read the Bible. She um, she had her horses. She was her grade eight student. She got her scholarship in her writing, She played soccer and netball and ran for state and swam for state and mm. she was just the child that wanted it all. And mm. she was already working for ducks of the year and um, she just wanted to go to high school. She just had this urge to do and be everything. It
0: sounds like in her 12 years, she really lived a lot of life.
2: The book here. So
0: that's hope. There are pictures.
2: Um, so they sort of range from, um, pretty much the pictures that you see behind me um so yes there's photos and then there's poems and things alongside of them yeah my brother was here from england and i actually had another friend who's a photographer and um she was here as well and i look at it now and i think i i don't know how this happened you know i Mm. I don't know if anyone does that in in grief and I, i turn around and i look at it and we spent um, two weeks round a table and a lot of red wine. And we sort of shuffled and argued and printed and, and moved things around. And it's basically her stories, her poems and her artwork. And like I say, they're not poems of a 12-year-old. Some of them are quite deep. She, she talked about not just dreams and hopes and family, but bullying and racism and even death. Um,
0: so she was a well, very
2: deep thinker.
0: Yeah, what a wonderful thing for your family to do together. It
2: really is. You know, it was was printed to last, it's laminated. It's a beautiful, beautiful book, Um, and it's her legacy. But it's having such an effect. I didn't realize what this would do. We've now sold 4,500 copies. It's gone to 14 countries, and Mm. I pretty much daily get people come to me and say, you know the the kids sleep with the book or they have the book by their bedside and it's not just children it's adults as well and it really does seem to be bringing inspiration for people and I had no idea of the effect it would have and is also having on me. Tell us now what your
0: next thing is because you've been doing some things you're working on a workbook and you're taking it into the schools tell us about that.
2: Billy, um, among other things, was empathetic and kind. Um, the school that she goes to now, she was prefect at this school and her last school. Um, the, they made a Billy's bench because Billy was kind. Um, and there's even a, a little girl at school that said, I didn't know Billy personally, but she smiled at me every day when wow. she came to school. Um, and Billy was just kind. And so this book is, is sort of her legacy and it's about Billy, it gives you a sense of Billy. But what I didn't realize is the amount of people coming to me saying there's so much bullying going on in the world and so much negativity that this book is giving, them, it really is giving them hope. And it's it, it gives them a sense of their children can be kind and it doesn't take a lot. Um, you know, even the smallest thing you do um, can remind us that we have the power to make change through human kindness. And mm-hmm. so what I thought was imagine if I could empower these children to know that, They don't have to be something amazing or a celebrity or somebody big. They could just be a child at school and do something little and make a difference to the world. And so we've come up with, um, um, or I've come up with with Billy um, between us, a workbook and this one is paper. Um, It's to go into schools and it's basically the similar lines of the book apart from on the left is a story or something of Billy and a photo. And then it's a workbook for the teachers to work through with the children um and they're really excited about it um three schools have taken it on now um i've only been to three and they've taken it and they want to put it as part of a program for 10 year olds um so we can get in early and and try and be kind instead of you know the playground stuff and i think if it's done in such a way that empowers these kids we could maybe see a difference. Um, And so they want to do a little bit of a program in year four and have that as a leadership step up role for years five and six. So I actually have a meeting after I've been talking to you this morning, which I'm excited about. Um, It's been endorsed by a doctor of education and a psychologist, and I'm taking it back into the school and then hopefully to the education minister. And for me, um, if I could get it around the world, that would be incredible. a be kinder day in schools.
0: Well, thank you so much. And tell us, Danny, how people get a hold of the book.
2: Um, the book's easy. You just need to jump online, um, flyhighbilly.com, and it's B-I-L-L-I-E, flyhighbilly.com. And you can purchase her book online worldwide. We also have um, her greeting cards, which is what you asked me before behind me. So they're pictures oh. from the book made into greeting cards. And they are also um, truly beautiful. And all of this money from the book and from the cards goes to charities. So we've now donated over $80,000 and they have gone all around the world. She's a medical fund in Cambodia. Um, She's a vegetable patch in Morocco. (laughs) um, She's a a assistant dog that's just gone to a little eight year old girl um, who has cerebral palsy. She helped fund a seizure dog for a little girl who have epilepsy. Um, she's another dog being trained for post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, two of the dogs are called Hope. One of them is called Billy, just been born. Um, yeah, we're the Bear Cottage um, Education Fund. They send their staff over to Argentina to a conference once a year in palliative care. We put on their Christmas party. So all of her money is going towards things um, that make a difference.
0: And uh, that, that is so great. Well, thank you for, so much for being on the show and sharing your story. It's a very inspiring story. Thank you. Thank it, you. it is
1: Danny and, and Bill, as you know, Billy's legacy is living on her words are living on her spirit, who she is, and she is impacting so many lives out there. So thank you so much for doing this work. Yeah, thank you. No, I believe she's
2: definitely driving force behind behind it all because I know I couldn't do it. So something's happening. But thank you. Absolutely. No,
0: thank you. And thanks, everybody, for watching the show today. And Heidi and I and Danny want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless.